it's Shay Ann. If you're new to this podcast, welcome to this awesome and calming space. If you're not new, you're back again for another podcast. And today's podcast will be on expectations as a college student. Um, as you guys know, I will be um, a freshman in college this year. Actually, um, I will be moving into college this Friday, August 14th. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I've have I've had everything packed. I'm just ready to go, y'all. <laughs> so, um, the first topic I'm gonna talk about um, is gonna be grades and degrees. So you know, getting a degree and everything. Um, I feel like college students have such a high amount of pressure put on them by families and societies that, you know, they have to get a degree, and they have to have all A's, and I feel like that kind of pushes a lot of people away from education, and, you know, getting an education, getting a degree, seeing how far you want to go in your life, and, like, you know, really feeling the career that you want to uh, go into. Um, I know me, I grew up in a very strict household, so my grades had to be a1 like a's and b's preferably more a's than b's all a's on a good day you know and so like um it put a lot of pressure on me throughout middle school and high school and in high school that pressure kind of made me collapse you know like it was it i (laughs) i struggled a lot y'all like my junior year and my sophomore year I kind of struggled I had everybody had such high expectations of me you know I'm the first child on both my parents side um so you know everyone had such high expectations I'm the oldest um I've always had good grades I've always been a great role model I humbly say that that's what other people tell me I've always been a great role model I'm a strong independent young woman you know I I always do things that I'm asked or always do things before I'm asked to do it. Like, I, I'm apparently the model, the model child. Um, but, yeah, I've always had such high expectations and I'm high expectations for myself only because of what society and my family has put on to me. Society, it's just, it's being a young black woman in... America is its own difficulty on its own, but now people say, you know, most black kids don't even finish high school. Most black kids don't even go to class, really, and I was never one of those students. I was not allowed to skip. I was too afraid of my mother, Um, and I don't know. I just never had the I just never felt like skipping, you know, I, I love learning, as long as it's a fun and cool and chill environment, I love to learn, I love to learn about new things, I love to learn about biology and human anatomy and psychology, those are my favorite subjects, and even English and reading, but it's like, it's so much pressure that I have to get all A's, that I have to make it into the highest, the top colleges, it's Uh, I have to go get my doctorate degree and be better than everybody in my family. I mean, like, that's goals that I put on myself, but it's also goals that 
it's such a high expectation that I'm like, what happens if I don't meet those goals for myself, you know? Um, it's, it's not easy to just let go of those expectations, and I know a lot of people could probably go through that too. Um, so, ooh, <laughs> so, uh, as a lot of you guys know, I, um, oh, oh my god, I am double majoring in, uh, biology and psychology, uh, and I'm also minoring in African and African Diaspora Studies of, let's see, what made me choose my majors? A lot of people usually ask that. Um, well, I guess. Ooh, sorry, y'all. We got cut off there a little bit. Um, but yeah, so what made me choose my majors? Um, since I was a little kid, I guess around fourth or fifth grade, I always had this interest in helping people. Um, I have nurses and nurse practitioners on both sides of my family. And so I always liked the idea of helping people in some way, shape, or form, most likely the medical field. Um, but something that I'm very good at, it's a gift that runs, it's a gift that I have, I guess. Um, I'm an empath. So I tend to feel what other people feel. I'm very empathetic. I'm. It's so easy for me to just put myself into people's shoes. Um, that's why I'm not very confrontational. I don't really get into much drama or big fights because I really understand points of people's points of view from both sides of, let's say, an argument. So I've always had a knack <laughs> at that. And then I was always giving people advice it, it was something that was natural to me like I automatically wanted people to come to me when they were going through something and they always came to me and I was giving great advice and they, if they followed then they would have the results that they hoped or if they didn't have the results that they hoped they I was able to help them heal from it from whatever they were going through and if they didn't follow then I guess I don't know I never had anyone not really follow the advice I give them. Um, but yeah, and then in middle school, I really started to notice how much people leaned on me. Um, a lot. <laughs> a lot of people leaned on me all at once. And um, I ended up getting depressed because I was going through my own things. And I was taking other people's issues and putting them as my own, which took a good toll on me. Um, like a pretty big toll on me because it's like I was putting other people's emotions and their issues above mine and I still kind of feel it to this day occasionally but I'm learning um, that I need to put myself first um, but yeah I really people always came to me with advice you know if anybody had an issue they came to me if anybody you know, wanted to know if anybody's ever been through this they'd be like go to Jan find Jan she'll she, 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 she can tell you, you know, and that's something that I'm, like, very proud of, um, not the part, where, you know, where it took a big toll on me, but the part where I was able to help so many people through so many things, you know, I never want someone to be 
in a position where they feel like they're alone or they have no one um because I feel like that a lot of the times or I used to feel like that a lot of the times and I would never want anyone to feel like that and I guess that's what really pushed me to help people and give advice and stuff like that um so even through high school I was doing the same thing I took dual enrollment classes and I was you know and it was last summer so I was a senior and I was with college students like you know like I was with like 30 year old women like some teenagers stuff like that and I was giving like older women advice and that amazes me and people you know people always say you know like I don't act my age and I, I, I do believe them I had to mature early in life um through my traumas and my issues I had to grow up faster than everybody else um and so that made me really really mature like people never think that I'm the age that I say that I am I'm like oh I'm 17 They're like no way like I thought you were 20 something or you know like people always feel like I have an old soul because the way I think isn't like people my age you know I'm dreaming of my goals how to help people my future and people in high school are thinking about you know partying making friends all the stuff like every every person especially the older people <laughs> they're so cute that meet me and they're like there's no way like you have such an old soul there's no way because I can literally I'd rather sit there and have a tough conversation with like a 70 year old woman about life about anything than to sit here and maybe possibly have some conversation some random conversation with a teenager my age only because I gain more experience and I gain more knowledge from talking to someone older than me I, I gain knowledge to carry and pass on to other people because you know teenagers don't tend to listen to people that are older than them you know but if someone their own age is telling them like you know like, like yeah like she's experienced and she's she knows what she's talking about so i've always been like that <laughs> um the only the other reason why I ch- well the reason i chose biology um back in eighth grade i started watching Grey's anatomy what's good to my Grey's anatomy fans um i started watching Grey's anatomy and it took me back to the time where i wanted to be a doctor and i really fell in love with the thought of being a surgeon and cutting into people and saving lives <laughs> all of that always that that started to fascinate me starting in eighth grade and it took me I was really confused for a long time because I could not figure out what I wanted to do whether I wanted to be a child psychologist or a surgeon and so my mom had me sign up to volunteer with the Red Cross during the summer which I did and I got to shadow um a surgeon and it was fascinating it was the most fascinating thing I got to scrub in I got to wear scrubs I got to watch anesthesiologist administer the anesthesia I got to do IVs on grown men and just all types of people and I spent the day doing that because my mom's a nurse you know she worked in the hospital and so and it was just exhilarating it was something I don't think I've ever felt before and at that point I was like you know what I want to be a surgeon 
I want to be a surgeon. That was the summer going into my sophomore year. And then I got really depressed. Um, I had a lot going on. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life anymore. And I felt that because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, my life was over. I, when I have a plan, I'm the type of person, when I have a plan and the plan doesn't go the way I want it to or things don't go the way I want it to, it gives me, I have really bad anxiety, so it gives me really, really bad anxiety and sometimes I just lose track of who I am and eventually I got back, I felt better, I mean I got a little bit better or I was (laughs) better at hiding it. And I started to do more research. I really started to dig deep into why I wanted to be a surgeon and why I wanted to be a child psychologist. And even to this day, y'all, I still can't decide. So that is why I'm double majoring, because I still can't decide. I really think, I don't know, I don't know. The only thing is, the con of being a surgeon is so much school you know four years of undergrad and then four years of medical school and then I think four years internship and I think two years of residency and I just I just <laughs> and then the con of just being a child psychologist you know I'm an empath as I said so I take on a lot of people's pain their mental pain their emotional pain their spiritual pain so I take that on and put it on myself so like I just worry like you know what's it gonna do to me in the future when I have a husband and kids but at the same time I've talked to like my therapist and stuff my psychologist and they're all like you know sometimes psychologists have their own psychologists like there's nothing to be ashamed of and I'm like you know what that's right another con is you know depending on which state you live in you may not make that much money but you know money (laughs) Money's the number two thing I look for. The number one is the happiness. Um, and then why I'm minoring in African and African diaspora studies. Um, you know, with all the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement going on, and all the deaths and, you know, George Floyd's death and all everything that was going on, I really started to speak out about how I was feeling. I spoke out about... Um, people in my community, people in my school, people just in general that I felt like didn't support or things that people were saying to try and justify the deaths of African Americans in America. And my parents, I never really felt like I had a voice. Um, Talking about things that are quote unquote political, even though the Black Lives Matter movement is not political, it's moral, but just things like that and police brutality everything that that was something I never really wanted to speak up about I wanted to but I never did in fear of in fear of so much y'all like I I live in the south (laughs) I live in Georgia my freshman year someone threatened to kill me because I was black so you I hope some of y'all could see my hesitation as to why I didn't I wanted to speak up but I was fearful but now I'm at the point where it's like you know what I'm fighting for me I'm fighting for my little sister I'm fighting for my little cousins especially the boy cousins 
<laughs> the boy cousin, the male, my male cousin, my younger male cousin. I'm fighting for my future children. You know, I'm not gonna stay quiet about anything anymore. And so I started to speak up about it. I definitely lost a lot of people on my Snapchat. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. They heard what I had to say, and hopefully they got my message. And if they didn't, they still heard what I had to say, whether they liked it or not. And that that felt powerful to me. I, I felt so powerful in that moment using my big, <laughs> loud voice to speak up. And people, you know, they were upset. They were like, you know, you can't just say if this isn't if this isn't how you think, then you're wrong. Or uh, if this is how you if this isn't how you think, then go ahead and leave and vlog me on Snapchat. Like people were like, you know, you can't say that. And I was like, it's not an opinion. It. To be honest, in my in my mind, there's only one way of looking at this. And if you see it any other way, you're wrong. Black lives matter. It's not all lives matter just to, you know, invalidate the black lives matter. Black lives matter. All lives cannot matter until black lives matter, until people of color's lives matter, until indigenous women's lives matter. Like, there's so many people that are oppressed in America. We all... I'm getting off subject. <laughs> that, that's a subject for another day. Um, but yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's the reason why I chose African Diaspora Studies. I really wanted to get into, um, learn more about our history as Black and African American men and women. Um, and then just learn the true history, you know? I always heard that, you know, like, schools don't always teach a true history thing they twist it you know the colonizers <laughs> they twisted it twisted twisted it into their way or you know writers and authors twist it you know, you know just just things like that so i really wanted to learn from a i just want to learn you know the truth um but yeah so um about the part about the degrees i Everybody feels the need, or I guess there's that pressure that, you know, you have to get a degree, you have to go to college. You know, I, I don't, I don't think so. Like, if school's not for you, find something that is for you. If college isn't for you, find something that is for you. There's no laws that say you have to get a degree. I feel like the expectations need to be lowered, you know? There are so many people without degrees that are doing great in life. And there are people with degrees that are not doing great in life, you know? It's all about what you set your mind to and how far you push yourself and the work that you get there to do, you know? So this expectation of, or this, yeah, this expectation of you need a degree, you need a degree, you need to get a degree, you need to go to college. You know, I don't, I don't understand, you know, and this world is all about money. It's all about money. And people can still be making money without a, without a degree. There are some bright minds out there, and all they need is a little push. But, um, yeah, so with me, I've, <laughs> if I don't go towards being a surgeon, I definitely will be getting my PhD or my doctorate in psychology just because that's what I want to do that's where I see myself but if someone else were to tell me you need to get a PhD 
want to do that to myself. I want to put myself through that hell. Who fills my mother? Who's my mother? My mother was telling me every day that I need to go to school, that I need to get a master's, that I need to get a PhD. In the end, it's not about making her happy. It's about what's making me happy. And I, uh, I wouldn't listen. She probably would be pissed the hell off at first, but I would, I wouldn't listen because it's her, it's my life, not hers. So the next topic I want to discuss is, um, I guess family expectations. I kind of covered it a little bit, but you know, a lot of people, especially uh, the Black and African American community, and like you know, a lot of the minorities, especially like Hispanics and stuff, also. A lot of us are first-generation students. We are the first in our families to go to college or to get a degree or to finish college. I'm the first in my family to actually, you know, like, I mean, okay. My mom went to school and my dad went to school, but then they got pregnant with me, and so they couldn't finish. And so there's that expectation that I need, I need to finish. And if it wasn't if it wasn't just like you know me like I feel like if I wasn't if it wasn't pushed into my head every all the time every year every day that I needed to go to school I needed to get a degree I don't know I don't know what I would do I don't know what I'd be I don't know what I want to do I just know that that shaped me a lot um but now it's something that I want to do, you know? Like, I, I want to finish my education. I want to get a PhD. I want to be able to say, you know, Dr. Lewis. Dr. J.M. Lewis. It's, it has a nice, just nice, nice, you know, ring to it. <laughs> um, but I know those of us who are first gen, there's a lot of pressure um, to be role models for our younger siblings and cousins, God siblings, you know? We, we feel a lot of pressure, and I just want to let y'all know, like, it's okay. It's okay if it's not what you want to do, because you don't have to do it. it it's, it's your life. You just gotta take it back, you know? And if that's not the case, if, if you live in a household where no is not an option, try compromising. Or just do something on the side to make you happy. Because in the end, self-care, you know, your happiness, it's your life. Because when they're gone, you're, you're still going to be living in misery. And I, I don't want that for anyone. But yeah, so you first gens, you know, don't, don't let the expectations of society and your family crush you. Let it guide you and help you, but don't let it control you. Don't let it control your actions. Don't let it control your life. Because that's what I need to learn to do but yeah so since I kind of kind of covered that my next topic um my next topic is gonna be hmm, I guess I think that's what they call it sex culture you know sex in college and stuff you know um I'm not even for a minute. I'm about to be, I'm going to college as a virgin. And, you know, in high school and in middle school, everybody was like, you know, you still have your virginity? Like, 
like are you gonna go to college with your virginity all this stuff and I was like does it really matter you know I there's no I don't see a book anywhere that says you have to lose your virginity by a specific time it was for a specific age I'm almost 18 I turned 18 in 15 days yeah I'm still virgin and I'm proud of it because I'm saving myself for a person that I know actually and truly loves me you know nothing against people who just want to lose their virginity whatever like that's y'all y'all do whatever you know power to y'all but for me I'm waiting (laughs) I'm done waiting I found the guy (laughs) shout out to him I found the guy (laughs) but you know don't those of you who are virgins or those of you who aren't virgins but still have you know that fear that you're going to be pressured into sex or that you need to be having sex in college or you need to be having having hookups left and right like don't don't have that expectation for yourself don't think that that's what needs to be done focus on what you want to focus on if you got a group of friends that are pushing you to have sex and pushing you and pushing you and like telling you no you're not you're not cool if you're not having sex or or like really like you haven't had sex yet like if you are surrounded by those type of people leave (laughs) like you know like there are some people who just joke about it like me and my best friend like she goes but she's like you still you still haven't done it yet like we joke about it in a funny way but if it's something that like you feel like it's not it's not healthy or it's kind of them being toxic or they just it seems like you're being peer pressured into it don't I'm gonna need y'all to just drop that friend or drop that group of people or cut them off because it's not healthy you know they're gonna keep pushing you to do things you don't want to do and when you're doing something that you're not ready for it can destroy you it can destroy you emotionally mentally (laughs) physically you know you never know the consequences and when it's something you don't want to do and you're being forced into it Sometimes the aftermath can be a lot worse. A lot worse. So, those of y'all going to college or who are in college, like, just be careful. Be careful who you're friends with. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Be careful who... Just be careful, y'all, and stay safe. Um, next topic, I'm gonna say is drinking. Because... <laughs> drinking tea and drinking um I have never drunk alcohol once in my life y'all but I have been pressured into it I have been told that wow you don't drink alcohol Mm, you're so boring oh you don't you don't smoke weed you're so boring you've never tried a vape you're so boring but why don't you just take this one little sip of alcohol nope you're so boring and uh, oh my dog just farted jesus (laughs) um i'd rather be boring than be pressured into something i'm not ready for or something that i don't want to do and i think that's why i'm such a homebody because I, I don't have the time for people 
who all they want to do is drink and do drugs and party. Like, I, I have a set future for myself. And I mean, y'all, I have fun. I am a fun person. I'm a funny gal. Like, I love picnics and sunsets and beaches and pools. And all, all going to lakes, bike riding, car rides, late night car rides. I love to party. Y'all, I love to go to the, I would love to go to the club. Like, I love to dance. I love to sing. And all of that can be done without alcohol. All of that can be done without weed or drugs, you know? And I'm not bashing people who drink or do drugs or smoke weed. I, again, y'all do you. This is just me. It's not something that I need to have fun. And I really hope no one is being pressured into that. I hope in college no one tries to pressure me. I mean, I'm obviously someone probably will because, you know, that's just society these days, you know? Like, you have to try it. You have to try it. But, like, I I know myself. I'll try it when I want to try it. Um, I won't ever let anyone pressure me. I'll do it when I'm ready. And I just want, again, with the whole, like, you know, sex thing, be careful who you surround yourself by because especially nowadays rape culture (sighs) rape is so high and sexual assault is so high and harassment is so high because you know at times we let people pressure us into things we don't want to do whether it's drinking and then you know or someone slips some alcohol in my drink or slips a date rape drug in my drink and then now I'm in a sticky horrible horrible situation like it's it's actually revolting to me about how people do that like you know people that you may call your friends who drug you to quote unquote get you to have fun and then something terrible happens to you or those friends who quote unquote like put something in your drink like alcohol in your drink because they want you to loosen up or they put you in a room with a guy no, you saying? Well, that guy only wants one thing and one thing only, you know? It's like, those are things that I fear for myself and other people. Um, just be careful out there, y'all. Just be careful. Be careful who you trust. And those of you girls who get those bad feelings like I do, those gut feelings are telling you either to get out of a situation or get away from this person listen to that feeling especially especially in college listen to that feeling I'm saying this like I'm a whole grown college student I swear I'm not but y'all I got a a lot of college friends and I feel like my mother is speaking through me right now but seriously though listen to that gut feeling I've stopped listening to my gut feeling for a really long time and it put me in so many terrible terrible situations trauma I can't I can't get back what I lost I can't take back what happened to me but I can guide others so that they can't that whatever happened to me can't happen to them I can guide others so that they know my story and that they know if it ever happened to you if anything ever happened to you it's gonna get better I know in this moment it doesn't look like it but it will get better. 
But oh my god, y'all. This rape thing. Oh my god, it's revolting. And it's not just, you know, guys raping girls. Girls can rape guys too. I'm tired of hearing people invalidate men and boys for when they say they were raped or they're sexually harassed or sexually assaulted. I'm tired of people invalidating their feelings or, you know, you know you're a man, why didn't you fight back? You're a man, you've been through it, da 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 Like, it's, it's, not, it's not as easy as y'all think. And until you're in that situation, you can't say that. You can't tell somebody how to feel. You can't tell somebody what they should have done. Like, that is completely unacceptable. And I hope I never find anybody with that type of mindset because I will shut it down right in a minute. <coughs> oh, Corona. Joking. Um, yeah, like, I just, I would cut that person off right there. Educate and peace out because, uh-uh. And then there's those people who joke about rape, and it's not something to joke about i don't see anything funny about men and women being forced into something they don't want to do you know how that ruins somebody's life how that ruins a person emotionally mentally and even physically that person breaks and then they start to lean on things and on people that occasionally aren't good for them at all I'm not crying, y'all. My, my throat is, like, scratchy. Um, people that, they lean on drugs because they don't, they don't want to feel anything. They go towards alcohol because they don't want to feel anything or it does make them feel something. They, they start having sex, on, like, over and over again, trying to see either, you know, maybe they'll be loved or all I can't, I can't explain it because I've never been raped. I pray to God that it has not happened to anyone that I know. And if it did, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And I'm willing to, I'm here to talk to anybody. Whether you know me or not, I'm willing to talk about situations like that, that situation. And I'm willing to help. Me, I'm, uh, I just, I just don't understand. And I don't understand how some, like, I know I've heard of stories how some girls set their friends up and they get raped or they get assaulted. And I'm just like, how, how, how evil, how evil and dirty and disgusting and just filthy can you be to rape someone or harass someone or assault someone? Like, obviously something's not, I feel like something's not clicking in your head when you do that. And it's just like, and people are getting, I feel like some people aren't getting the discipline that they deserve for it. Some people try to cover it up and it's disgusting. I just and it's but yes, I don't want to go into that negative negativity in this episode. I'm going to try and keep it as upbeat as possible. Um, what other college expectations? I guess it could just be a college episode. <laughs> Y'all, these loans, these loans that I'm taking, oh my god. Oh my god. I don't understand why colleges is so expensive. Like, why? why? Like, you've been making 
if college is supposed to guide people to, to go into a career where it's going to make money and give back to the community and give back to the the country and stuff like I just I just I y'all I just want to top it I just I just don't understand I just don't understand why is it so freaking expensive like oh my god oh my god here's another expectation people expect you to go to a state college or a known college FYI, there is nothing wrong with technical school or community college. There is nothing wrong with it. Yo, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than going to a state college. Or just a well-known college. Like, it is so much cheaper. And, you know, you never know what someone's going to do. You don't know what someone's family like. You don't know if they're life and your needles and money they have you know none of that I, I know people who went to community college and have a doctorate degree like there's nothing wrong with community college I don't understand why community college is no college a technical school has such a bad name like I'm really at the point if that's what you want to do if that's what you want to go towards if that's where you need to be because whatever if none of my business whatever do what you want what you want. I'm kind of jumping around here because I'm like, <laughs> this is a topic. Um, I mean, that's really all the little bullet points that I had. Um, I guess I talk now for y'all. Y'all, I'm a little nervous for, uh, really, okay, I'm really excited for college. The only thing I'm really nervous about, um, I don't know if I mentioned it in my last episode, but I have a service dog. If you listen closely, <laughs> he's snoring. Um, but I have a service dog, and I just kind of a little nervous about how he's gonna adapt. He adapts really well. It does take him two to three weeks to adapt, but he does adapt pretty quickly. Um, he loves everyone. He loves kids. It's just I fear those people that are, you know, touching without asking, touching without asking, take pictures without asking, distract and all this stuff, you know. Those are the things I really worry about college. And then I also like a little bit worried that I might get off track. But I know I always find my way back to my past. Okay, enough with the seriousness. Y'all I'm so freaking excited. I can't even party because of Corona. I mean, maybe I'll wear like a hazmat suit. <laughs> I'll wear like a hazmat suit and a mask and go party or go to the club. Like, I'm just ready to move in with my roommates, see my roommate, hang out with them, see my group of friends because we already have plans. Um, I'm just ready. I'm ready, as SpongeBob says. But yeah, um. The end of this episode. Uh, tune in next week because I will be officially moved into college. Classes will have started, which is crazy. <laughs> but um, I hope you guys have a safe and blessed last night or day. Um, 
y'all have any questions hit me up if you have any topics you want me to talk about hit me up you know my snapchat is jayan1617 jayan1617 my instagram is miss royalty m-i-s-s royalty underscore 1617 my twitter is miss royalty m-i-s-s royalty underscore 16 my tiktok is Minnie mouse 0824 you know find any way to contact me and just see anything you want me to specifically talk about even if you want to be you know anonymous I don't know like you don't have to tell me who you are just comment somewhere y'all can also check out my youtube and just comment comment randomly you know um so yeah I hope you guys are staying safe um yeah love y'all hope you guys have a great night if you're listening to this at night time hope you're all having a great day if you're listening during the daytime um i hope this talk really you know helps some people out or opens some people's eyes i don't know something i just want this to affect at least one person that at least made a difference in one person's life but yeah it's like the talking <laughs> love y'all bye see you next episode